Thank you for tuning in to Morning Moments with Pastor Bruce Goddard from Faith Baptist Church. We pray that this is a blessing to you. So good to be together today. Thanks for joining us. And today I wanted to take a moment and talk about the the unlikely circumstances that would come about if we just decided to ask ourselves one simple question, am I doing what is right? I know people don't think this way. We are in such a self-centered world. We are like Adam in the Garden of Eden. It's the woman thou gavest me. We're always busy blaming somebody. But the fact is, there could be so much improvement on the world, our churches, our businesses, our driving, and certainly our families, if we just say, is this the right thing to do? And I realized back, uh, Charles Sheldon, back years ago, he wrote a book um, in his steps and the as a novel, but it was geared around a community where somebody got the idea going of asking the question, what would Jesus do? And of course, that WWJD is famous everywhere. I don't know if anybody thinks about it, but they like the trendy uh, initials. Those are cool. Uh, the N-O-T-A-W, uh, not of this world. And, and I don't know if anybody even considers the fact that they usually are living a pretty worldly life, but they like the trendiness of the uh, N-O-T-W or the WWJD and and uh, but I think we need to forget the trendy stuff and ask ourselves honestly, is this the right thing? Over in Genesis chapter eighteen, Abraham and the angels and the Lord were overlooking the valley where Sodom and Gomorrah were, and the decision was being made to send the angels down and eventually destroy. Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, Abraham's nephew Lot was down there with his wife and children, and Abraham interceded. He was basically negotiating mercy. And um, But as they were walking along, the Lord says this, shall I hide from Ad, uh, Abraham the thing which I do? And that's in Genesis 18, 18, 18, 18. And verse 19, God continues and says, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. Notice he didn't say after me, after the Lord, but after him. Abraham's going to do right, and he's going to have his kids and his household follow him. And he goes on to say, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And I love that verse. I've talked about it and taught it in different places because verses that bring a promise for my children are very dear to me. I want God's mercy on my children. I want God's help in my children's lives. I, I want God to put a hedge about them. I want God to guide them. I want God to protect them. I want God to give them strength and courage and wisdom and, and uh, tender hearts in my grandchildren. But in that passage, if you notice, first, Abraham, God, this is what God knows. He knows Abraham will command his children and his household after him. Secondly, his household will keep the way of the Lord. They'll do justice and judgment. And then the result of those things is that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of. And it goes on to talk about blessing on his kids and on the next generation. And uh, God is, 
God, God cares about justice and judgment. And so um, the Lord looks into our lives. And when a guy steps up and says, um, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord, like Joshua said, well, that, that makes an impression on heaven. And what would happen if we just said, is this just? Is this judgment or this decision right? Uh, over in the book of Amos, God's talking about the mess that uh, Israel had gotten into. And he talked with vision and dream of a better day when um, people would turn to God and turn from self and selfishness and from shameful living. And he says this in Amos 5, 24, but let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. And you notice these terms, judgment and righteousness and justice, these kind of terms are, are, are in the Bible a lot. That matters to God. It does matter. It matters that we're honest. It matters that we're fair. And we may stumble, and then we can turn right around and, and right the wrongs. Um, the deceitful, lying tongue, the corrupt business deal, uh, those, things, those things matter. God knows this, and, and the judgment of God is on nations because of that. So, But the thing I love about Amos 5, 24, let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. You realize that nobody has to work at getting water to run down. That's what happens. That's gravity. No one has to work at a mighty stream flowing downhill unless you're in the old, I don't even know if it's still there, but the old miner's shack at Knott's Berry Farm where it appears water runs uphill. But in normal life, water runs downhill. It's natural. Now, over in um, the book of Philippians, it talks about um, think on these things. And he says, he lists eight things. If there be any virtue and praise and a good report, he has a whole list of things there. And he says, if you'll think on these things, then the peace of God will keep you. But what happens is when we fill our minds consistently with the right things, it begins to change us. Over in Psalms or in Proverbs, uh, he says, <clears throat> In Proverbs 27, 3, he says, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that, that meditation that fills my heart as I think and think and think, then that is what flows from it. It's what I become. And if you and I would fill our minds with the word of God, with the preaching of the word of God, with talking about the word of God, if we would cast down imagination, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, and say, I'm not going to think on those vile, corrupt things. If we would so dedicate our thoughts, our eyes, our ears, and our hearts meditations, what will happen is it'll be natural to be merciful. It'll be natural to make the right choice. It'll be natural to be fair in our judgments. See, when you watch TV enough, your judgment's all messed up because you see selfishness and greed and bitterness and ulterior motives and, and you doubt and you question and you confuse. And, and that's how when people have a problem, they go to a liquor bottle or when some obstacle comes before them, they can't, they can't deal with. They don't commit it to God. They commit it to fists and cursing. But... When we fill our hearts and minds with right, good judgment will just run like water. It'll be a natural thing. It'll flow. Righteousness will flow as a mighty stream. Think what would happen if we just said, I'm just going to do the right thing. 
It's, it's, it's not difficult. Just stop a little more often and ask yourself, should I be arguing with my spouse? Ask yourself, should I be spending all these hours on this activity when I've not spent any time with my children, teaching and training, or even playing a game with my kids? Uh, how about promiscuous moral behavior? Would it be possible to simply say, is this the right thing to do? Not how I feel. It's not a matter of how someone's treated me or life's been unfair, so I'm retaliating with this vulgar behavior. No, just, is this right? Whether I've been hurt or not, am I going to do what's right? Whether I've been treated fairly or not, am I going to do what's right? Doing right. And, and you'll find the devil's crowd works awfully hard at helping you justify the corrupt behavior that deep down in your heart you know good and well is wrong. But, oh, the devil will salve it over with all kinds of frosting of of self-righteousness and and uh, motives that it, there's a good reason to do this or that. But the fact is, ask yourself, is this the right thing to do? Uh, if I could be a little more pointed, how about the way we dress our kids? How about the way we dress ourselves? I was driving down the road and um, in my neighborhood, a lot of people walk, walk their dogs, walk, you know, <laughs> people might walk to get in good shape, but not many of us are in very good shape. But um, But my wife and I walk and and, um, but I, I turned up a street and, and there's a gal walking. All I could see was a, a, a back with no clothing. And I don't mean just a low cut. I mean, from head all the way down to way too low, there was nothing but a little strap on each side, um, of this gal and that was connected to, um, what some people would call pants that could have been replaced with a can of black spray paint. I mean, there was just nothing to them, um, and um, I don't, I'm assuming there was a front. I just drove on by. But I, I think, could, could a lady really look in the mirror and ask herself, is this the right way to dress? I don't know. Maybe she could. But um, I would encourage you to ask yourself, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right way to dress my daughter or my son? Uh, I'm not going to wear a suit uh, to, to go down to the beach. Uh, there, there are appropriate things. And... Um, I'm going to a ball game. I'm going to go play baseball before my knee got so messed up. Uh, play sports with the guys. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to wear my suit to play basketball with the boys. But um, that's not sinful and righteous. That's just a matter of appropriate. But there's an awful lot of things that are right and wrong. Let's just, just ask ourselves: Is this the right thing to do? I, I've heard attorneys talking and saying that they weren't concerned about what was right or wrong. They were concerned about winning. And another situation I, I heard, and this is just paraphrased because this is all, you know, past history stuff, but came across to, uh, some attorneys and, and um, they were not concerned about what was true, but rather how it was, the situation is perceived by the jury. And I thought, I don't know how you do that. I just don't know how you do that. Now, that, that may be necessary. I have no idea. Uh, several times I've been on jury duty and, and, um, and I've, been, I've never been brought onto a jury. They get, they've gotten down to where they're interviewing us and they get to me and, and I just don't give them the right answers. Uh, this idea of, of doing right and the right thing, and, and that just really is difficult. And uh, my wife is the same way. But, but that's not the, the point is, would we just ask ourselves, is, is this the right thing to do? We have sports in our school, 
flag football, not any high intensity um, thing. We're not trying to get any kids college scholarships or anything, but but we think athletics has got some good stuff you learn and, and basketball. Uh, we have girls volleyball. They play some and it's not a big deal. Uh, the girls just play a few games a year, but but um, would I tell the boys in my football team, hey, when you get on that line of scrimmage, you can do this and this because the referees can't see it. Now, I'm not saying we don't accidentally do the wrong thing. And maybe the refs see it, maybe they don't. Because you get in their hands and elbows and arms and pushing and trying to get flags and people blocking, there's no telling how perfectly right you're going to be. But I'm not going to teach our boys how to do wrong. I can't live with that. I can't, I can't coach someone how to get away with wrong. I, I can't live like that. And uh, look, with my wife and in our marriage and in our relationships, I just have to make the decision I want to do what's right. And I'd like to challenge you to just begin asking yourself, is this the right thing to do? Because the right thing will bring the blessing and mercy of God. And the right thing will give you that clean conscience. And the right thing um, will give your children or other followers an example to follow, an honorable example. And all that, what a, what a heritage to leave behind he did what was right. Mm-hmm.